Welcome to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Jonathan Budd. He's CEO of Power, and he's an expert in solar. This is Technotopia. This episode of Technotopia is brought to you by Walk2. Walk2 is a new app that gives you deals when you walk to local businesses. Walk2 wants to get you off the couch and walking, so it invites you to walk to a new yoga class, walk to a great sandwich, or walk to happy hour. You can download it at walk2.co. That's W-A-L-K-T-O dot C-O. Walk to. Let's go. Welcome back to Technotopia, a podcast about a better future. Today on the show, we have uh, Jonathan Budd. He's the CEO of Power, P-O-W-U-R. You couldn't get P-O-W-E-R? That didn't work? Pretty sure somebody already nabbed that. (laughs) Somebody grabbed power.com. So, John, you have a uh, fairly um, fairly rich and varied background. Why don't you tell us what you're working on right now? Scaling solar energy, my friend. It's uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. But our primary focus is on driving customer acquisition in solar and building a crowdsourced distribution channel for everything: energy efficiency, uh, smart homes, solar energy the whole sort of future decentralized distributed and clean energy grid that I believe we need to mm-hmm. uh, flourish as a species. Okay. So what does, what does power do uh, specifically? So we have 3000 1099 independent contractors on our platform right now. And they go out and they talk to every single person under the sun about solar energy or energy efficiency products. And we fulfill those products through a network of distributed providers. So we've got 32 solar providers that are currently signed up to our platform. And our technology handles the flow of information between the contractors, the providers, and everything in between. And is this, is this the way to go? Is solar the way to go? Is wind the way to go? What do you, why, why are you focusing on solar? You know, I think everybody has to follow their passion in some sense for um, how we're actually going to be able to impact the future. And certainly, you know, wind has come down drastically in cost and is a phenomenal source of electricity. And so is solar. And particularly why I love solar is it's, it's distributed capacity. You know, you don't see a lot of people putting up windmills in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but most people, most of the homes in America can all go solar. You know, if you've got adequate sunshine and, you know, there's no shading blocking your roof and, you know, relatively, you know, recent roof, you know, it's not longer than 20 years old. And, you know, currently you're paying, um, you know, enough for power, which, you know, every year it gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So we get more competitive even in the really low power markets then it's economically viable and, frankly, just a smart, intelligent decision to switch your home to solar. Mm-hmm. So I see a huge opportunity there. We wanted to play a role in helping to accelerate that, and I think it's really important. So if I'm a, um, if I'm a homeowner right now, what is my impetus to, to put solar on the roof, uh, aside from being a nice guy, I guess? Because, I mean, we have solar at the house, and, and we're, reducing our, we're definitely reducing our bill. And I, th- I feel like we're giving back, but why, why should, why should I uh, sign up with, with any one of these service providers or why should I get put panels up there? The nice guy impetus. <laughs> <laughs> that one 
disappeared quite a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty much everybody going solar today is going solar for economic reasons. You know, it's, I think the best metric to measure solar is IRR. You know, what is the return on investment, you know, you're going to get by making this decision to install these panels on your roof. And we see it range anywhere from 7% annually up to in California, you know, we're sending out proposals for systems right now that have an 18% annual IRR. Mm -hmm. You can't get better than that. Bernie Madoff went to prison and ran the (laughs) biggest Ponzi scheme in history of promising people a 10% annual IRR. And I mean, the entire world flocked to give him, you know, $40 billion or whatever it was. So, you know, for solar to be able to come in and, and, you know, provide a range that can beat the S&P, it's just there's no better place to put your money. The problem is you can only spend, you know, whatever it costs to get those panels installed on your room. Okay. So you're you're pretty close to the the technology. It's my understanding that the, the prices are going down. Where do you see solar in about 20 years, I guess? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question because the prices are absolutely falling. Um, Efficiency is getting better. But, you know, we've been in this market condition to where we're competing against fossil fuels. And, you know, that's made the margins of solar really terrible because everybody's trying to get to this floor to where we can beat, you know, fossil fuel generation costs, you know, in any state in the country and ultimately the world. And once we can beat fossil fuel generation costs, at some point, the solar industry is going to need to start making money and, you know, carving margins. So, of course, you know, over 20 years, could technologies come on the market that, you know, completely change the landscape of everything? Absolutely. Do I see that happening overnight? Not a chance. I mean, there's been a tremendous amount that's gone into getting PV where it is today to reaching this economy of scale. What I see happening is the ability for us to come in and undercut fossil fuel prices, stabilize, you know, the price of solar, you know, uh, at a great margin underneath fossil fuel. But the industry, you know, really starts to take some margin. So do I see the price falling through the floor, you know, and continuing on this exponential down curve, maybe in a utopian future? Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more likely that we're just going to be a better, cheaper source. And at some point, the industry is going to start to make some money too. But is our fossil fuels, our fossil fuels going to ever be replaced by this stuff? You know, I don't think the future is a either or, you know, I think it's a massive plurality. Okay. Um, you know, so of course, I would expect to see a huge decrease in fossil fuel generation over the coming decades. But That'll be a blend of, you know, a ton of different renewable sources that I think solar will be the leader in. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's an interesting question. Are we going to be sticking with, are we sticking with fossil fuels uh, even if this falls through the, uh, even if it falls to the, uh, uh, through the floor, the, uh, the prices here? Um, can, can the fossil fuel manufacturers, can the fossil fuel distributors uh, accept that? Will that ever happen? Will there ever be a situation where Exxon's like, all right, we're done, we're giving up? That's the greatest mystery, I think, of all. <laughs> you know, why these companies have resisted investment into technologies that, you know, they could be a huge driver of. I mean, clearly there's a lot of money there, uh, but they've just resisted so vehemently. 
Um, and I think that we're reaching a point to where resistance is futile. I mean, now that the market conditions are driving renewable energy adoption and it's cheaper to get your power there for a lot of people in a lot of states and a lot of countries and even utilities, how are you going to resist that forever? You can only lobby for so long and you know mm -hmm. play the games that, that they play um, before you're going to you're inevitably going to lose. So I think it's a losing battle on their side. I mean, there's definitely going to be instances where some fossil fuel generation is going to be required and, and uh, you know, you're going to need, you know, fuels for, you know, obviously rocket ships and giant boats. I don't think we have too many, uh, you know, new diesel, new, new electric engines that are going to power some of those ships out there. So there's certainly cases where fossil fuels are going to be required for quite mm -hmm. some time. Um, but overall, I don't think they stand a chance. Yeah, but like, so let's give it a let's give it a twenty year run rate. So if in twenty years, where do we end up? Are are we still going to be uh, putting gas in our cars, or are we going to have something else? It, it seems, it seems like solar plus a the right kind of battery plus a self driving car that's a lot more efficient than a human slamming on the gas every five seconds uh is going to change the way we do this and and have you seen any of that from your from your position as a as a solar proponent well we are seeing the openness in in consumers for that change right so we firsthand get to see the kind of mindset and adoption patterns of consumers who are out there just marketing mm -hmm. the mainstream america every day and, and you know having these conversations and there is absolutely a willingness, you know, when that when that information gets exposed to them to, to change and people are excited about it. They get passionate about it. So I think it's more of a matter of getting the solutions to market. You know, we're, we're at that cusp where we're kind of on the border of this this new future, but we're not really there. You know, all the solutions haven't come together. You know, we don't have really great storage technologies that are economical right now. We don't have. Uh, you know, mainstream electric vehicles outside of very expensive ones, you know, mm -hmm. Tesla. Um, you know, we're, we're just not quite there. But certainly over the next 10 years, I mean, my goodness, if the will of the people are there to, and the will of the entrepreneurs are there to really focus on getting these solutions to market, I think we can make a huge dent, um, a huge dent in electricity generation and transportation in the span of a decade certainly in the span of two decades okay so tell me how how do you guys you guys hit you guys hit the heartland you tell people to put uh crazy solar panels on their roofs how do you tell uh the average person who may not even be thinking in, ter in your terms uh to to help out in that way to do to do what you guys offer uh what's what it, what, what it's like say say i was a uh say i was doing something similar in a in a startup uh, capacity how would i access that middle america uh use you know we really we focus on the end value proposition to the homeowner okay. which is how would you like to save thousands of dollars or potentially thousands of dollars on your electric bills by switching to solar with no upfront cost you know we will finance the project for you and we can guarantee you some form of ROI. And if we can't, don't go solar. And it's free to see a proposal. Hmm. I mean, it's essentially a great pitch. Not too many people are going to say, you know, eh, well, I mean, no, I don't even want to look at it. I mean, if there's a real chance that a homeowner can save a lot of money, and our average customer saves $26,000 by going solar with us over a 20-year period. 
Mm-hmm. That's average. So of course, some people save less, but some people save a lot more. And then, uh, and then, in terms of, um, in terms of new building, new technologies, have you seen anything cool in terms of uh, in terms of panels and 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 uh, roofing systems, all that other good stuff that's really popular right now? I mean, I know the California Building Code is being rewritten, and a lot of people are expecting in 2018 that there's going to be solar mandates in a lot of the new buildings that are coming up. And I would definitely expect to see integrated designs and integrated roofing. Tesla has rolled out their roofing product, but I think a lot of that was Mr. Musk just hyping people up for that acquisition. Uh, There's really not been a viable solar roofing product ever. Uh, The economics still just don't really pencil out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great in theory, but compared to, you know, traditional PV, it's just a lot more expensive. So, you know, it may not be sexy, but the current economic winner is, is PV. Um, you know, but I think, you know, we'll see what happens over the next decade or two. Uh, but I, I don't see, you know, I think a lot of people look at technology and sort of have this view to where, there's going to be this thing that comes in and just radically changes everything overnight. And I think it's going to be much more gradual. Mm-hmm. Much. Okay. So it's uh so you're not, you're not, you're not a uh, bullish on the, on that. We're going to have, everybody's going to have solar next year. It's going to be 10, 20, 50 years. What do you think? Absolutely. I think yeah. it's going to be a gradual shift that continues to pick up momentum, similar to, you know, a lot of technology adoption we've seen. I think there will be years to where, the you know the the majority begins to adopt the technology and you're going to see solar go from I think well, we're on track maybe for 800,000 installs this year in America mm-hmm. and you'll see that go to millions and millions and millions of installs a year without a doubt but it's a gradual it's a gradual shift that's occurring and even the technology improvements I believe are going to be gradual I don't think we're just going to one day wake up and there's going to be a a solution that's 10x better you know, than PV, right? Or what's okay. current market. And, um, it's going to happen gradually. When is, uh, when is new, <clears throat> when is new construction going to have, uh, I guess, PV installed on them? I mean, I would expect to see a lot of states rewriting their building codes, you know, to follow California. And I think California generally leads in a lot of ways. And they're talking about the 2018 building code, mm-hmm. um, being the next version a lot of cities around here are already starting to mandate solar on new building construction, you know, particularly commercial. So I think we're just at the start of this trend. And if we continue to see strong incentives at the state level, Massachusetts just put in a bill to be 100% renewable by 2035. Mm-hmm. That's only 18 years. Yep. Um, you know, that kind of, you know, that kind of legislation, that kind of goal from a state spurs massive uh, renewable growth. I mean, it increases the SREC market and potentially leads to more rebates. And, you know, that stuff has a huge impact on the adoption of solar and other technologies. So I think it's an all out, you know, assault. You know, we need good politicians in office that are, you know, supporting a renewable powered future and incentivizing it and and we need great you know companies the private sector is going to lead a lot of this i mean okay. you know, we're not depending on the government at this point for <laughs> for too much 
Um, this, I think, really is going to be a, a, a movement led by the private sector uh, to really get it done. So I'm hoping to see a lot more entrepreneurs, a lot more people getting involved in sustainable energy from a business standpoint. There's huge opportunity there if they do. All right, very cool. So your uh, your website is P-O-U-R dot com if you want to check it out. Uh, we're also P-O-W-U-R, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and we've already sequestered uh, looks like six million nine hundred thousand uh, pounds of CO two right through your uh, through this through this platform. That's right, my friend. Very, and very cool. For a long time. All right, here's to uh, here's to solar energy, Jonathan. Thank you for joining us on Technotopia. All right, John. Thank you. Have All a right. great day. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks.